This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. The family was an art, writes Don DeLillo in his novel Underworld, and the dinner table was the place it found expression. The Munchies Quartet might not have been minted at the dinner table, but, as their name might suggest, that was surely where the bonds of this musical family were strengthened. Now, a pandemic might not seem to be the ideal soil for growing a quartet. For one, the quarantine, in its myriad iterations, has made coming together at least highly inconvenient. But plant and grow a quartet is exactly what violinists Gabriel Mendoza and Marian Mayuga, violist Joven Akisap, and cellist Glenn Akias did. It wasn't easy, as we will hear in their interview, but they have been performing for some months now, and will soon make their presence known with an online concert hosted by Manila Pianos. And what a concert it will be, featuring a rarity on the Philippine stage, the string quartets of Claude Debussy and Maurice Ravel paired together. So, on Maestro Filipino, we meet Gabriel Mendoza, Marian Mayuga, Joven Akisap, and Glenn Akias, who tell us about the birth and growth of the Munchies Quartet and of their coming debut concert. But first, a taste of their music. Here is the first movement of Debussy's String Quartet in G minor, to be served by the Munchies Quartet. <laughs> Thank you. 
during the pandemic, we have no other things to do. And we've been craving to have some musical activities. So after the lockdown, there's this um, fortunate and lucky event that we have a gig. So we had a recording gig and I was surprised to meet Marian there. And then we have a few conversations and uh, we talk about what if we form a quartet just for fun? She said, you know, someone who can fill the seats for the viola and Julia. I know um, friends from work, friends from uh, school. Actually, Joven was my um, childhood friend. We played so many times before. And then Glenn, I met him during college. So it was easy to like, okay, let's form this quartet and let's do this. Let's try to play with each other this uh, pandemic. Marian agreed because she also wants to form this quartet. Well, it was really exciting, our first reading as a quartet. Hmm. So um, Marian said, what if we continue it in our house? And I asked my teacher to have coachings with her. Marian was a very influential in our quartet. Really, really big help. Yeah, we've been continuing our quartet in uh, their house and having lessons with her violin teacher, Miss Caroline Stewart. At that time, we were like shifting from fun quartet and then being serious quartet. Actually, I'm currently doing a master's in chamber music at University of South Florida. And it was only this year, after two and a half years in the U.S., that I came home for a full year. And I was enrolled online starting last semester. So that's when I suggested that we can like submit our videos or do coachings as part of my credits. It was like, you know, hitting two birds with one stone. We get to form a unique Filipino quartet during the pandemic. But at the same time, my teacher, she and the university still have a connection here, even though I'm on the other side of the world. Regarding the name, it started out just like for fun also. And it's more like we didn't really bother, you know, taking the name too seriously because there was so much more about the quartet playing that we were focusing on. But at the same time, you know, getting together and having meals together is also something that is not really doable during this time and is something you only share with a very close group of friends, which is kind of similar to how the relationships in a quartet form. Mm -hmm. So we just decided to go with the name Munchies to reflect like how we get together and how we're looking at quartet playing as not just something that we do as like a job or a profession, but something that's more linked to our friendships. And we just decided to go with it because it's also a unique name. It's really comfortable because I know Gab and Glenn for a long time. And Man is really very easy to play with. I think what I love about the quartet is each individual has their own contribution to the group. Hmm. For example, Gab is also a compo major. So anything we don't understand, we easily rely on Gab. And also Maan, since she is on a higher level of education, I contribute with the stands and being the jokester of the group. <laughs> and Joven has the car. So anything 
hard to do in traveling is the go-to person. Maan's mother, she provides the food. <laughs> sometimes Marian will come to Zambales with Glenn and sometimes we, um, actually most of the time, we go to Marian's house. <laughs> Intimacy is not something that comes by easy in the pandemic. What are the challenges that you've faced and how have you uh, overcome them and how are you currently overcoming them? I live in here in Zambales and also Gab sometimes go here and the distance of us four is very far. We overcome it by having a video call or Zoom every night exchanging our ideas about our repertoire. I think the first trouble we had was connecting with each other since Maan's style was very feminine while the rest of us were boys and really loved to play so loud and very passionate. Mm. Maan is very refined and her talent and technique was so much more advanced than us. And as we get to know each other more, we had to adjust to each other. Like for example, us learning how to do the proper technique for each articulation and Maan her learning more to open herself to us and to the music. It's not just the instrument factor, like um, we each have different voices. Like for example, um, if we incorporate it to the four voices style, it is also applicable in um, the string quartet setting. So we have to adjust not just the volume, the intensity, but we have to match our texture. So it's the key to connect to each other to find which color combines and suits you best to achieve a good quality sound. Personality-wise, before we formed the quartet, I was more reserved or introverted. The one thing that my teacher kept reminding us is that we have to build the kind of trust inside the group in terms of our playing. I mean, it doesn't mean that we don't trust each other as people, but it's more like the trust that if you come prepared for a rehearsal, you have to trust that everyone in the group is also ready to give it all they have. And I think it's also a matter of time because at first it's very natural for you know different personalities and different playing styles to test the waters. But I think things just naturally fall into place as time goes on and we grow with experience and meet more teachers. We hear feedback from people here and overseas and all of those things. Um, it's also not just the information we get, but also the idea that the information we're receiving is the same information that each of us takes in and we all get to exchange our ideas openly with each other. So because of that, I think the idea of trust within the group just solidifies over time. We go on to the concert itself, your debut concert, if we may call it that. How did you first get involved with Manila Pianos? Of course, Richard has been doing a lot of great work in the pandemic. I think it all started with us trying to find a place to record. Since Maan and Gab already did a recording of the Beethoven sonatas, we went there and recorded the Beethoven Harp Quartet. We started with that, and Sir Richard thought of recording us with Raphael's quartet and Debussy. Gab did mention that you were a bit daunted by the task set before you. Aside from our own individual technique, 
it's the authenticity of the pieces. Like, how are we going to justify it if we haven't played so much of their works? What really helped us was the coachings we had during the Brancaleone Festival and Ma'an's teacher. Professor Caroline Stewart was one of the most who gave us some lessons and background about Debussy and Ravel. I think the distinguishing quality of these quartets that makes them difficult is how it has a particular sound or color that is not something we encounter often here in the Philippines. I think the challenge already is you already have to find that specific color that suits that piece. And on top of that, you have to coordinate with a group how all of you are going to unify your ideas and express it in a way that the listener easily understands your intention. So I think we also took on that project as kind of an opportunity to learn because it was rare for us to get to learn such a unique repertoire with the help of so many mentors and coaches. So we just decided to take up the challenge. Ravel and Debussy is one of the apex repertoires for string quartet. Even here in the Philippines, maybe you can only count a few. You can't find any recordings of the Ravel and Debussy. Maybe very, very old recordings. The original plan was to record it on one day. We did it. Um, March 21? Yeah, we did it, I think, on Sunday. And we had some early warm-up. We thought that if we plan it to do some fast and slow movements, we can reserve our energy. But doing it in one day, it seems impossible to give our best because at the middle of the recording sessions, we're already tired. So at that time, we can't give our best performance. So we told Sir Richard, Sir, we're really sorry. Um, is it okay to do another recording session for the Debussy? We asked Sir Richard to schedule it for another day and we finally made it just last month. <laughs> and I think it's a good take. Debussy and Ravel string quartets are the music that Filipinos don't usually listen to. One of the main reasons are its style. It's kind of a chill and cold feeling because Filipinos like extravagant music and festive music, happy music, but uh, French music has a different kind of vibe. Even though they're often programmed together, they both have actually unique traits for the Ravel, I think what we want to bring out is more of its rhythmic quality and its rhythmic energy. And for Debussy, it's more of the color and the movement and how the motive at the beginning, it shows up several times throughout the work, but it's always in a different setting or a different mood. Also, the virtuosity of playing it, being passionate about playing the musical. Emphasizing it again, the colors in it. <laughs> there are a lot of techniques that we didn't know before. And after the coaching, we gained some insights. And I hope they notice how we changed the colors of the music. We didn't know some of the terms because it's French. <laughs> There's the pew, 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 pew. And we didn't know how, what it means. And sometimes we're just laughing about it. When we went to the coaching, it seems very, very important. Pala. I am glad to know that you had fun performing the quartets. 
So what lies ahead for the Manchis Quartet? I'm hoping our professor, Caroline Stewart, will get also Glenn and Joven to U.S. And I think I will have to get the Manchis Quartet for my um, Despedida concert this July or August. We hope to be one of the most active string quartet in the Philippines, tackling the hardest pieces that we might encounter. Maybe Gab might compose <laughs> for us. <laughs> well, here's to hoping. Actually, uh, to share my personal experience with classical music and pandemic, it gave me life. It changed me as a person, not only as a cellist, but also as a person. Meeting other luminaries like Turco, Miss Mariel Ilusorio, they've all changed me into who I am. And classical music requires a kind of intimacy and respect to it. When giving the right amount of time for it, it will give you its benefits. I was hoping also to study up and also for Glenn so we can continue to play and we can show it to the Filipino community via our YouTube. One thing that we're hoping to do is expand our repertoire like the others mentioned, to tackle difficult works from different time periods and to explore like the limits or the extremes of what we can do with our own technique. And we're also curious about how the Filipino listeners are going to receive this music. So we hope that our music, you know, has a unique impact to the listeners. I can very confidently attest that the Filipino classical musician actually has unique strengths. There are strengths that a Filipino classical musician can offer to the world of classical music that I think should not be put to waste. And I'm hoping that our quartet can maybe inspire more classical musicians because they are actually very special classical musicians from this country that if you give them the right soil to grow on, they will really flourish in a good environment. That's one thing that we hope pursuing classical music at this time will do because yeah, there's so much talent here actually. <laughs> Thank you. 
The Munchies Quartet brought to us the fourth movement of Maurice Ravel's String Quartet in F Major. Before that, we hear the first movement of Claude Debussy's String Quartet in G Minor. The group's members are violinists Gabriel Mendoza and Marion Mayuga, violist Joven Akisap, and cellist Glenn Akias. Both the Debussy and Ravel String Quartets feature in the debut concert of the Munchies Quartet hosted by Manila Pianos, and premiering July 14 on the Manila Pianos Artist Series Facebook page. For more details, visit facebook.com slash Series. That's all for this Maestro Filipino.
DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Wednesday at 2 in the early morning, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are made available every week on our SoundCloud channel. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.